Hey, everybody. Daniel Ramsey here from My Outdesk. We are the premier real estate virtual assistant company. We've helped over 5,000 people, 5,000 people, just like you guys right here, grow and scale a business. And today, I've got a special guest, Chris Smith. Chris, this is the first time we've ever done one of these together. So I'm super pumped to have you. Thanks for being here today. Cool. Thanks for having me. I've watched a few of your other shows and pumped to be on. You're a great interviewer and you've got a great community. Yeah, yeah, man. We're so excited. Okay, so let's start out. I mean, you're obviously the one of the co-founders of Curator. That's where you kind of put your love and heart and soul into. But you've got a backstory. So let's start this interview out right. Let's hear. You, you said something about Quicken Loans, man. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the early days. Who is Chris Smith? Yeah. So it's funny. It's four, there's four B's, right? It's two billionaires, a billion dollar company, and then, you know, a billion dollar experience, let's call it. So I started working in boiler rooms. I actually was a cold caller yes. calling leads for Lou Pearlman. Yeah. And Lou Pearlman is the person who invented boy bands. Like sadly he did. <laughs> so he discovered Britney Spears, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys right here in beautiful Orlando where I live. Yeah. And so my first job was actually calling people around the country that wanted to become famous. And this was like pre-internet. So the, a lot of the leads were like, you know how you'll go to the mall and there's like a lady that says your kid's cute and she hands you a clipboard? Like that was my lead source. Or nice. things like radio ads, you know, would, would fill our funnel. So I got really good at like dirty, sleazy, 80s boiler room, Wolf of Wall Street tactics by working for Lou Pearlman, who went to jail, who died in jail, who did a Ponzi scheme. My sales coach was in jail in the 80s for telemarketing fraud. I worked there in the early 2000s. So wow. these guys were legends, but billionaires, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and man. so... I was taking notes and I was studying the tactics, but I've always been kind of a moral and ethical guy, you know, raised as a Christian, raised as a, you know, person that definitely tries to obey the golden rule and stuff. And so I knew I couldn't stay there long. And so I ended up working at Quicken Loans next, which was kind of like the legal, legit, same concept. You're in a boiler room, you're getting leads, you're calling leads, but now you got a product, it's a loan, you got a name brand like Quicken you know, which was affiliated with QuickBooks and TurboTax. And that's when I really started making money. That's when I got really good because of the volume, 100 calls a day, five credit pulls, two loans written, one loan closes. That's where I made my first six figures, my first $10,000 check and all of that stuff. And so working for a billionaire like Lou Pearlman and then a billionaire like Dan Gilbert, who owns Quicken Loans, he owns the Cavs, like this guy's billies. Yeah. It was just like, wow, they have salespeople. They have scripts, right? They have systems that aren't just marketing and networking and hope. Yeah. So what, what I learned from those first two places is you have to treat sales as important or more than the tech and the marketing. They have the tech and the marketing, but you don't see the boiler room. That's what I saw. Cause I lived in it. I love it, man. And guys, if you're listening today, this is a, this is going to be a sneak peek into that guy's brain, right? So Let's give them some love. If you're here in the chat, just say hello. Give Cheers. us where you're from and yeah. just, just, just say hello to Chris. Is that cool? Yeah, I hope they do. And I love to chat back. But ultimately, that led me to Realtor.com and Loop and now Curator. And what I learned through that, that process, Dan, was basically if you understand the science of sales yep. and you have a good marketing funnel, 
Yep. You're going to be successful. Now, the other piece is a good product. That yeah. I can't always teach a realtor to yeah. be good, right? But I can teach you how to build a beautiful funnel and I can teach you how to get on the phone with those peoples and create opportunity. Whether you're Dave in Michigan or the guy in Seattle, I'm gonna teach you how to be better at marketing and sales. And by selling vacations and events with Lou and loans with Dan and yep. software with Dot Loop and advertising subscriptions with Realtor.com and now marketing and SaaS tools at Curator, what I learned is that there is a science to the sale. The, the, there is a science to the way you present, the order you present, and, and how you pitch. And it was crazy, but like the script at all of those places is the same. And I know that sounds weird because it's like I'm talking to people that want to be the next Justin Timberlake. And then I'm talking to people that want to be the next like Ben Kenny. Right. You know what I mean? But like the, the foundational pieces of that pitch, the way you open the call, the way you end the call, the way you pitch the product, it doesn't change. There's a science to sales that Zig Ziglar and people long before us figured out and it did not change. What changed is we're now in a modern era, okay? You got to do something with your MOD, earn, modern. Like modernize your business, right? <laughs> now, now, now we're in a modern era. Right. So the, the, the only change is that the consumer, the customer, is already halfway down the football field when you talk to them for the first time. And right. so what's happening is there's a lot of people that don't get that because number one, their marketing sucks, so they don't go down the field. Right. Or number two, they actually are halfway down the field and they're trying to take it from the top like a boiler room call. Right. And so there's this new opportunity to do what we do at Curator. We apply outbound prospecting methods yep. to inbound marketing tactics. Got it. We think you should attract business, then chase it. But we don't think you should chase business. Sure. Okay, well, you know what? You're blowing my mind and I'm going to make you break this down because I think yeah. it's important for the audience. Real quick before we do though, um, we talked before we started the show, Chris has got a new book. We're going to drop a little love about that new book because it, it actually is launching tomorrow. So some yeah. of what we're talking is a, a little pre-launch sure. stuff and my outdesk, you know, we just put together a book. So if you're listening right now, um, you can actually get a copy if you just text SVP to 31996. And basically, the name of the book is Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And it's a completely free copy. And basically, it's, a, it's 12 years of my heart and love going into that book, telling people how to use virtual assistants, which is a huge deal sure. in the sales process. Mm -hmm. But so if you're, if you're interested, definitely text SVP 31996. Chris, Break down the sales marketing process because I don't think there's anybody better qualified to explain this in a simplistic, talk to me like I'm a, my six-year-old daughter who just entered first grade. Like I need to have the, the easy dummy version. And wait, are you taking pictures? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, babe, we're doing stories. You know, okay. stories are the future. Like stories overtook the newsfeed for popularity yeah. already. Yeah. So like, the thing about marketing that I love, Daniel, is that it changes. Yeah. Like the tactic, the strategy, the tool, the tip, the trick. Yep. Marketing actually changes way more than sales. Right. So right. I have such a passion for marketing and for building the funnel because then it, what matters is the artist. Right. That you have a blank canvas in marketing 
in sales, you don't. You, you have to stick to a pretty rig, rig, rigorous process to get the best results. You can be creative within your speeches and your sales pitch, but on the marketing side, you're always testing, you're always trying, you're always yeah. tweaking. And, you know, what's the impact of an emoji on a subject line? Sure. You know, what's the impact of pro photos on a Facebook ad versus amateur photos as far as the click-through rate? What is the optimal length of a subject line for an email that gets the highest click-through rate after it gets open? So the, I basically wrote a book that's three parts. Part okay. one is marketing and how to get leads. Right. Part two is systems and technology and people that help you turn those leads into opportunities. Sure. Appointments, if you will. Right. Option three, section three is they pick up the phone, let's pitch, let's close, let's sell. Yep. So my book is a little bit of a choose your own adventure because like if you're using like Boomtown or Commissions Inc. or if you have like one of these great platforms like Curator, right? you don't necessarily need to even read part one or two because right. we're helping you generate hundreds of leads a month and you have the systems that identify the best opportunities. So if you're in that boat, you just go straight to the sales tactics section of the book and you get better at closing people on your next call. Yep. But the reality is my book is with a publisher called Wiley. They're the number one business book publisher in the world. Right. They told me, they said, Chris, you think people have leads. They don't have leads. So I actually wanted to just focus on like they answered the phone. Now what? Right. But they really sold me on this fact that we are a little bit what, what Jimmy likes to call you know, kind of a, a victim of our success. Yeah. We sort of forget that for many, many of the businesses watching, they don't have enough leads. Like, let me ask the community on Facebook and in the chat. Yeah. Like on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your seller lead generation? Okay. So on, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your seller lead generation? And I, I want to look at that number in the chat because I, I really just like James is a zero, dude. Like James is like, he said one in 10, I'm going, I'm taking the under. Right? I, think, like, I think James is going to have to go to curator.com and check you guys out. Cause if it's a zero. Well, that's, you know. but, but seller leads is harder than buyer leads. Like a lot of the I people know. are watching, they're going, why'd he say seller leads? I would have had a good number because it's a lot harder to capture seller leads it's a hard, lot harder to get listings. It's actually wires. So like, think about that for a second. You say, okay, do I need to fix my funnel or do I need to fix my phone? Okay. <laughs> if you're giving yourself a zero or a one or a two or a three on the seller side and on the branding side, then you probably need more marketing help. Right. But if, if you're Frank and you're like, dude, I'm a hundred, I'm a 10 on the buy side and I don't care about listings. Yeah. You would probably end up just going with more of a, a, a seller conversion package with curator. You see what I'm saying? Because right. like what I know the best businesses in the world do, Frank, I don't need to ask anybody. They do four things. Everybody should write this down. Okay. They generate leads. So they grow their list. Okay. You, you have to always grow your list. Okay. Number two is they do conversion focused marketing. So they generate leads, right. but they also do marketing to convert the leads. They don't have 
sort of nothing behind the lead. There's right. drips and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then third, they actually grow their brand. Like they grow their brand. So whether that's through social media or Instagram, right. like a brand is more valuable than all the leads in the world combined. Yep. But, but, but a lot of people, they're like really strong with the lead gen and really weak with the lead conversion. Or I bet a lot of people listening to you are really strong with the lead gen and the conversion and their brand sucks. Yeah. Like they just don't have a brand. They're just like hiding behind a bunch of like stealth sites, right? Sure. The fourth bucket is very simple. Past client follow-up, repeat and referral business, my friend. There is so much more money being made doing that but there's so much more money being spent chasing buyers. Yeah. So what Curator provides is really, we focus on all four of those buckets for our customers. If you're the Joe Taylor group and right. you're in Vegas and we helped you grow your business to having 20 buyers agents, we're gonna have to get you a bunch of buyer leads, right? Cause that's your business. Right. But like we have clients that want zero buyer leads. Like we have a guy named Billy uh, Billy Weimlinger, he's the parrot group and right. they don't even have search on their site. They don't even want one buyer lead. If they get a buyer lead, there's one rule for them. It has to be inquiring about my listing. Okay. Yep. And, and so we just give people that freedom to say, you know what? I, I need to build my brand. I'm good on these buckets or, and listen, if you're good on all four of those buckets, I want to work for you. <laughs> I, I want to learn. I want you to write the next book because if you think you've got lead gen, lead conversion, branding, and past client follow up figured out, you should be getting interviewed, not me. Because so, it's okay, let's, difficult to do all four. Is the but let's give them real results. And this is a challenge, and why I wanted you on this show because here's the. Re I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like, but what should like if let's just say I'm a medium size agent you're in the top 10%, you're doing half a million dollars a year in, in business. Like that's the top 10%, top five to 10%, half a million dollars in gross revenue, you know, gross yeah. revenue income, you know, how many leads should I be generating? How, how, what's the results? What, like, what should my conversion ratio be? What does my brand need to, I want real stuff from you, sure. not not the kind of gross over gloss over. Yeah. Well, all, all I'm getting at is that different people have different businesses, Dan. Yeah. 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 And so some people don't want 800 buyer leads and some people have to have 800 buyer leads. So all I'm saying is we're very flexible with the way we can approach that. Sure. Other systems are pretty rigid that it's mostly buyers. They can't even turn on the faucet for your brand. They don't. Okay. So let's do listing focused. How many yeah. listing leads? Yeah. Well, let me give you the blend and then it's easy to understand the scale. So for $500 per month, right? If you go after all four buckets, buyers, sellers, past clients, and branding, and your buyer lead gen is all your own listings, right? We're generating right now through Facebook and Instagram about 75 leads a month. Okay. $500. And again, that's buyer leads, seller leads, past client opportunities, and branding conversions, right? We're doing branding, but take away everything but buyer for a second. Sure. That same 500 is going to get you a couple hundred leads for buyers only. Right. But say you want just seller, that same 500 might get you 25 or 30 on the sell side. Right. So it's really sort of like you can scale up by spending more. Mm -hmm. or by going after buyers. 
But you could you can also scale down by spending less and going after things like past clients. Because if I go on Facebook and you say, Chris, I want to stay in front of the people that matter to me. Yep. Well, your past clients and your listing leads and some of your already qualified buyers, like it's actually incredibly inexpensive to stay in front of them yep. compared to trying to go after Orlando, as an example. Right. But if you look at some of these systems, they're going to need a pretty good budget. Like I'm mentioning maybe 500 to 1,000 bucks if your goal, again, if your business objective is lots of leads. But if your goal is to stay in front of your clients and your goal is to grow your brand and your goal is to get traffic on content, I might be able to get you all of that for 150 to 200 bucks a month. Yep. But don't come and say, where's my 800 leads too? You got to kind of pick your poison. And yep. that's part of what we do. Every client, like we start that in the sales process. If yep. you go on curator.com, you say, let me check my zip code. I want to work with you. We're already saying, which of these four is the most important? Because then we can give a better demo. We can give you better right. expectations. I love it because see, we have a client in, um, in Texas, his name is Ryan and he and I were talking and he does 200 deals a year. So, you know, one and a half million dollars in revenue. And we were breaking down what his challenges were and he has never ever called any of his past clients. He's got 10,000 people in his database as mm -hmm. past clients. He's been in the business for 15 years. He does zero marketing, zero calls, yeah, zero you know, emails. You know what's funny about that, Daniel, is that's actually what, when I hear that on a demo, my, my dopamine goes off because yes. I know that I can send one email right. and I can get him an ROI for four years because yeah. it's almost better if they haven't been doing anything than if they've been extinguishing the interest by doing bad stuff or cheesy stuff. Yeah. I'd rather take you know, a thousand past clients that you ignored completely, I'll get you 17 appointments in one email from that list. Right. But if you've been dripping on them with some bullshit, they ain't even going to open anything I said. You That's know what right. I'm saying? So part of it is the list. Like people want to ask, like, is it Curator or Boomtown? No, is it, is it John or Sally? Like your lists are dirty. We know, well, like we have all the same customers doing the same marketing in different markets. So why do I get 45% open rate over here and four over here? It's not right. the platform and right. it's not the message. It's the messenger. It's you. Right. It's them not knowing your brand. It's them not liking what you did every day until I took over your marketing. So people just have to be self-aware. But yes, the Ryans of the world should create more content that is 100% for their past clients it has nothing to do with buyers or sellers. I'll give you an example of a campaign we did just like that. Okay. The five, like what city is Ryan in? Do you know the city or do you just know uh, the state? I know it's Texas. I, I don't know. So I let's mean, say Houston. Let's say Houston. Okay. Okay. We did, we did an article, the five most Instagrammable places in Houston. Uh-huh. And we literally went to the most popular Instagram accounts in Houston. We grabbed the embed code. We put it into the article. And then in the email and all the social, we said, what did we miss? Where's your favorite spot? Right. But that was like list equals past clients. Audience equals like my page. It wasn't this big wide net. Sure. And it blows up because they already know you. They like you. They trust you if you're good. Yeah. Well, and for Ryan, what we did was we just hired two virtual assistants to mm -hmm. start pounding the phone. So I think, you know, our product on top of your product. So now they're getting messaging and branding as well as calls. Sure. Like it's been a long time. Like yeah. That, it's omni-channel is what they call that. And I, I call it land, sea, and air, right? If you're going to go into a war, 
yeah. if you attack from all different angles, you're going to have a better shot at winning that battle, you know? And so, like, even with our guys that do tons of Facebook, they door knock too. And then the guys that door knock do Facebook too. Yeah. And then the guys that do both of those do circle prospecting too. Yeah. Because it's almost like we're in a world where I don't even look at you until I've seen your stuff seven times. And then all of a sudden a light switch goes off and I'm like, man, they're legit. Yeah, I love it. So guys, if you're if you're listening and you like it, you can obviously go to curator.com to find out more information. And if you'd like to follow up with mod, it's just text SVP to 31996. Chris, let's rock, let's rock through. What do people screw up in the branding? You know, it's funny is I had all these pre, uh, you know, questions and I'm not going to use any of them. This is so great. What do you, what do realtors do wrong when it comes to branding and, and generating that listing, you know, like give us some tricks and tips for this, for our audience today. Well, it's incredibly difficult to get branding right. Like we we take for granted, well, Apple, Nike, Under Armour, Chick-fil-A, Popeyes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we see all these brands doing all yep. the cool stuff. Yep. But the reality is that the, 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 the majority of the people that sell real estate, they should build their personal brand. Okay. Like th their goal should be that people are intimidated when they walk in the room because their online personal brand is one of class, success, right. sophistication, knowledge. So like when I go to all these conferences, people are like nervous to meet me. They're <laughs> sort of like, you know, think about that. Realtors can do that very easily. Like I remember one of our clients, they said, Chris, the next time somebody asks you the ROI of curator, right. ask them what it would do for their business if they got recognized everywhere they went. Right. That, that's my advice is start with you. It's about being brave. But then that brings in our weight and our hair and our voice and right. our wrinkles, right? And so what happens is, I, I don't I don't know if people really grasp this, but like you don't have to be an Instagram model to grow a personal brand. In fact, a lot of the flaws and a lot of the relatableness to you is why people like you. Like I didn't shave today, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm wearing a Jordan t-shirt, you know, yeah. like, like you can be a brand faster than you can build a brand. Got it. And so I think for most agents, they'll never build a real brand. What, 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 okay. So what is a real brand and how do you do it? Like what's, what's the Zillow is a real brand. Yeah. Zillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you do that. Guess, no, no, I I'm totally with you, but how about for a realtor? Like what are the steps? Like what are the things to build a brand for a real step one, build a personal brand. What does that look like? It looks like better pictures, better design, better headshots, better copy, better social media feeds. Like one of the tests I give people is if you go to my Instagram right now, okay? Yep. Chris underscore SMTH, you know, my- We'll put my it Instagram. in the- Yeah, we'll link it up in the, in the chat for me. Yep. But if you go to my Instagram and you scroll, yep. you're going to know what I'm going to, you're going to know exactly what I do for a living. And I'm going to be the expert in two seconds. You're going to see that everything is on brand. Everything's got great colors, great pictures. The message is unified, the logo, the look, the feel, the quality, the consistency. Do that, dude. No one does that. 
So don't, you don't need to ask me the actual thing. That is the thing. Okay. The thing is you post a lot. The thing is you post good shit. The thing is you post your opinion and your advice and it's not about politics if you're not a fucking politician. <laughs> so for me, I stay in my lane when I build my brand. I build my brand around being one of the smartest people at marketing and sales on the planet. Got it. So what are you the smartest at? Mr. Agent, Mrs. A okay, if you're the smartest person in the world at like buckhead real estate, that's what your feed should be about. And what, what I think is tricky is that's not always what people's true passion is or expertise. They might actually be better at yoga. They might actually be better at like being a mom. Right. And real estate is just a career. So right. it, it starts with a very simple principle, passion powers profit. So if you don't build your personal brand around your passions, right. if you build them around your pocketbook, you're going to quit. You're going to fizzle out. It's not going to work anyways. Right. So like, listen, Curator is going to get sold one day for a fuckload of money. And the day after that, like the next morning, because I won't have a hangover, because I won't party, because that's not my goal. Yeah. I will probably travel the world for a couple weeks. But the, the next morning and while I'm in the Galapagos, I'm going to be reading about marketing and sales, dude. I'm going to already be thinking about my next thing and my next thing yeah. and which marketing and sales startups do I want to invest in. My, my social media brand wouldn't even change. You already told me. Where did I used to work? Realtor.com. What did I do? Tech Savvy Agent. Where did I work after that? Inman News. What did I do? Blogged and did conferences. Where did I go? Dot Loop. What did I do? Wrote books. Kept building my personal brand. Where am I now? Curator. So why do you think I'm saying to build a personal brand, dude? It's transferable. Right. It's, and it's the thing that is the, the red thread of all of that is me. Right. So that's why I'm passionate about it. I hope I gave more tactical advice there, but I call it the tombstone test. Yes. What do you want to be on your business tombstone? Right. And then go look at your social media feed, look at your last five or six posts and ask yourself, is what I'm putting out there as a brand, what I want my brand to be known for when it's done? And so if you're telling me you're a freaking legend at selling homes in Beverly Hills, but I go check you out online and you're just like a really good dad and you actually really love to hunt, <laughs> there's a disconnect. So just be what you want to be at the end of your career as your strategy. Yep. Because then it won't matter if the wind blows a little bit one direction or the other, or if you decide to go from compass to Keller or vice versa, right? Let me, um, let me understand your suggestions on like past client follow-up and referrals kind of, we have a, one of the things that you'll get in the book is we have a referral strategy. We call them mm -hmm. the three R's. You'll love this. Uh, referrals are recommendations. Like somebody like videoed something, you know, mm -hmm. reviews. So online reviews and then mm -hmm. actual referrals, personal yep. introductions, like sure. where somebody says, you got to talk to Chris, he's awesome. So we call it the three R's of my outdesk and that that's in the book, but let's break down from your perspective, marketing and sales mm -hmm. for referrals and past clients. Like, what do you think like the, the ideal funnel looks like or the ideal? Yeah, the perfect is? strategy for everybody listening is to basically do what they really want to do the way that the audience wants them to do it. So let me unpack that for you. Yeah. 
if you want to get reminded to do marketing as a realtor, right? If you, if you don't want to forget, you should build your campaigns around listings because when you get a listing, you got coming soon, just listed price reduction, open house, just sold. So if you step one is what are the things that happen over and over? So I don't go through like a drought of not doing any marketing. Right. But then step two is you have to just be self-aware and say, okay, I, I want to send my listings to my past clients. Mm -hmm. And I clearly can't do that through the traditional listing alert approach. Right. Right. Because if every week, let's say I'm taking on a listing a week or, you know, we work with some pretty successful folks like you guys do. Every day, maybe. Yeah. Know? Like it could be every day. Like Veronica, she's in our building here, Veronica Figueroa. Yeah, clients. You know, 330 homes a year. That's more right. than one closing every business day. So when when you have that much sort of volume happening, you know, you absolutely cannot be in people's inbox every day or every week about another listing. Yeah. So what my new book, it's called Exactly What to Say for Real Estate Agents. It, it addresses this head on. And it's Perfect. about taking that listing but then using words and phrases that take into account that you're probably sending that listing to someone that's not going to buy it. Right. So as an example, one of the phrases in the book is, I'm not sure if it's for you, but, but right. Yeah. I'm not sure if this listing is for you, but it's got a pool and it's got a lot of space and it's got this. It, it may be for someone, you know, Sure. And it's not like a link and it's not an IDX feed and it's not a, like, it's just a personal email. That's like 18 words total with no design. Right. Does that make sense? And the, the other thing would be like, Hey, I'm, I'm only sending this out to a small group of people that I really value because they do what you said, the R one, the actual referral one. Right. So we have found like coming soon and whisper campaigns and pocket listings and, Hey, this, this house hit the market and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not for you, but that one works really good. Another good one is that there's three types of people and everybody's making a plan right now, Daniel. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Because as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, everyone's making a plan. Hold on a second. Yeah. What plan? I'm what in. plan? <laughs> I, 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 what, right. So, you know, everybody's making a plan right now and, and there's really just three types of people. There's people that are going to do nothing. And they're just going to keep the home they've got and let it keep appreciating and grow their, their net worth. There's people that are going to sell that home and get a different one. And then there's people that are going to get that home. And then they're going to try to add another one. They're going to invest in a home. And I don't want to send you bullshit that you're not interested in. So if you can tell me which type of person you are, right. that, that'll make the other stuff I send you more relevant. Because if you tell me that you're never going to do anything this year, then I'm going to put you on that Instagram you know, content marketing, past client stuff. Right. But if you tell me you're going to do something this year, I'm going to go close your ass at a listing appointment. Right. Right. And then if you tell me you're looking for an investment property, I'm either going to refer you or try to keep that conversation open. So right. it, it, it's sort of like, you know, when you give people simple choices, like I'm a number one, like they'll, they'll, they'll reply. Like, why do you think the Popeye's campaign did so good? Because it was so easy to understand what it was. It's just like Chick-fil-A. What's the Popeye? Let's, so, let's so Popeye's chicken went viral with their chicken sandwich. Right. And the only thing they said is, uh, we're not sure if it's for you, 
but people are saying our chicken sandwich is better than Chick-fil-A's. Uh-huh. And so that simplicity of the message, because everybody already knows that Chick-fil-A has yeah. really good chicken sandwiches. Right. So for them to just say, we're hearing some rumors that ours is better. That's not saying ours is better. Right. And it started a viral craze that sold out the chicken sandwiches nationwide. They got over $25 million worth of free advertising by people posting on social media for them. Wow. So when the message is super simple, the response rate goes way up. So instead of saying, hey, like, tell me a little bit about your home. Tell me about some of the upgrades you've done over the last couple of years. Like, I got to take a deep breath before I reply to that. Right. But if you say on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate the condition of the property? They're going to reply right away. Say it's a nine and here's why. So it's about like respecting that it's a client, respecting that it's your sphere and really wording things very differently. I love it. I, um, I have a good friend. His name's Tim Rhodes. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. this guy, but he's like a little legend in, in California, Northern California real estate. And yep. he used to have these ads where he would be on like on a mountain somewhere dressed in a suit and say, look, I want to sell your house. In fact, I'll do anything for my clients. Watch this. Yep. And then he mm-hmm. jumped off the mountain and it was like mm. a bungee cord thing, you know? And mm-hmm. literally he ran those ads for a decade and was the number one seller uh, in his area because mm-hmm. he was just doing crazy. He'd just do all these crazy stunts and he was on TV and yeah. then there wasn't Instagram or any of that mm-hmm. other stuff, but that would have gone viral sure. in, in yeah. today's world. But anyways, I love it. Um, okay. So let's talk to people real quick about your book that's coming out. It releases tomorrow. Yeah. What would they get if they actually check it out and where would they actually get it to get a pre-order? right now. Sure. Yeah. It's exactly what to say for real estate agents. It's based on the best-selling sales book in the last five years of the same title. We partnered with Phil M. Jones. There's over a half a million copies that have already been sold, but we realized it wasn't enough for our industry. Right. So if you tell a realtor, here's exactly how to say this, but you don't say when you're talking to an expired, right. there's this sort of disconnect in between. So we went to Phil, we brought him to our conference. He's a keynote speaker. He's already trained over 2 million salespeople and he's already sold a half a million copies of these magic words. Right. But we said, Phil, let's do an industry edition and let's add a field guide so that we can break down exactly what to say in the most common, critical, and difficult situation agents face. Right. So when your past client says, I'm just going to sell my home to Zillow this time, Hmm. what do you say when you're at a listing appointment and they say, Hey, we definitely want to work with you. The other agent said she would lower her commission by 1%. Will you? Right. What do you say when an expired says, I'm just going to use the same agent again. It's a family friend. What do you say? So this book covers the 81 most common critical and difficult situation agents face today. And it gives them the exact magic word of what to say. And then because we are marketing geniuses, because we understand the power of words in things like text messages and social media and emails, we also took all 30 phrases in the book and we turned them into swipe and steal marketing templates so that you can put exactly what to say in your Facebook ads and your Instagram posts and your drip campaigns and your text messages. So Imagine you're working with a buyer 
yep. and you've shown them three properties and they qualify and then they ghost you. Right. Well, you can't say anything to them, Daniel. They freaking ghosted you. So what exactly does that text say? And that's what this book's about. It comes out tomorrow. It's not even available to buy today, but it's going to be curator.com slash exactly. Okay. There's a book, there's a course, there's the marketing book, there's the field guide, and there's going to be a nationwide book tour. There's also going to be enterprise brokerage agent and team options for the course because you know, you go to a listing appointment and you know, you're competing with the lady that does all the luxury listings yep. and you don't, and you can kind of anticipate, they might ask you, you know, Hey, we, we love everything you said, but we're just going to use the lady from Sotheby's. They're the luxury brand in our market. Right. What do you say? So it's hard, dude. It is hard. And the worst time to think about what to say is while you're saying it. Right, right. So we're creating the book, the field guide, the marketing templates, and the online course. Plus, we're going on a book tour, and I'm freaking pumped. I cannot wait. Curator.com slash exactly. Just start refreshing that bastard. Just refresh <laughs> it. Refresh it. At about midnight, you'll see the actual book, and you can go buy it. That's awesome. Where, where are your tours? Are you going all over? Top 20? Where are you, where are you heading? Yeah, we'll, be, we'll be in every major market in the U.S. and Canada. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll be in every major market, Nashville, Chicago, Toronto, Boston, Los Angeles, Miami, Orlando. We'll be in every market. And we actually have partners and sponsors and we're going on a massive tour. Uh, we're actually releasing some cool stuff this year. I want to talk to you about out offline, Daniel, because what we believe at Curator is that you should be able to use the tools and services that you already love yep. to find your next deal. Yeah. And we're kind of in this industry where all the brands and brokerages and all-in-ones are, they're sort of trying to push you towards their product and their service. And they sort of have to pretend that none of the other ones are out there, right? Yeah. So as an example, you know, what you guys do at MOD, what you guys are doing with virtual assistants, like you are a proven service in this industry that people love. Yeah. Well, why can't people use your virtual assistants with my marketing platform? Yeah. Why can't people use your virtual assistants to run ads that lead to my system? Yep. Because I know that if all you do is services, you're going to actually be better at that than me. Sure. And so that's the future of Curator. We're going to connect to the services and products people already love, and we're going to integrate that into one new type of a technology that allows you to use what you already use yep. to build the system of your dreams instead of pretending that KW Command or Commissions Inc or Boomtown or Booz or any of them are gonna win. Let's be really clear. The best chat tool in the world is never gonna be built by a real estate company. The best landing page is ditto. The best email tool, ditto. The best website builder, ditto. So like the real estate companies are not gonna out tech the tech companies, okay? Uh -huh. and, the, and the real estate companies are not gonna out service the service companies. Right. We believe that this beauty of the landscape is that there's all these amazing people doing all these amazing things and we sell mortar, right? We don't sell the bricks. We connect the bricks and because of all this new shit, it should create new opportunities, new ways to sell, better ways to sell, faster ways to sell, shorter sales cycle, higher price points. And for most people, it's not. So that's what we're doing at Curator. Let's make sure we chat, Daniel, because we're looking for people to integrate on the services side. 
because yeah. I can only hire so many millennials. I can only hire so many ISAs. Right. Like for me to grow curator the fastest and to grow my clients' businesses the fastest, I know I need partners, yeah. just like our clients know they need what we do. Anyway, dude, we're excited about the future. I love it. I love it. Look, um, what's really important about what you said is, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I, I've got a lot of friends who like they call on a multi-million dollar listing and the agent never calls them back. Like, I swear this is just, there's an epidemic going on. And the other day we needed, um, we needed our HVAC um, fixed. So my wife calls four companies, four companies, one called them, called her back three days later three days later and it was nuts. And if you're in real estate right now and you're not answering your phone, you're not calling your leads, you're not using systems like Curator the way they were meant and designed to be used, mm -hmm. you need to move forward and hire a virtual assistant right now. I really, really, really want you guys to text SVP to 31996 to get a free copy of the book. We're giving away it's completely free. It's, it's a, uh, what is it? It's a cup. It's like 300 pages of simple, easy tactics. So if you guys, if you guys want to move forward and you need help, call my out desk, Chris, you're a badass. I love interviewing you. I can't wait to do this again. Thanks for being here today. Thanks man. Pumped and we'll chat offline. Thanks for your time and keep doing great work, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Yep.